Okay, sounds good. Which episode are we on? Buck 24, I think. Yeah. 24. 20. Oh my god, have we really been going that long? Yeah, apparently. Somehow. <laughs> Christ. I'm just going to have the Heroes tab open up. Uh, all right, you want to do the intro or will I? Um, are you going to give me your camera? Oh, yeah, shit. Does it work if I have two cameras? No, it shouldn't. It'll just oh, well, give okay. it to one. So maybe don't stream it on yours then. I don't know. If I'll stream it, I'll just take my camera off. Okay. How do I remove? Does that work? I, think you I, have have to, to... I have to leave the call. Yeah, I think you also have to just like... Okay, there you go. There I am. How do I look? Disgusting? Um, no worse than usual. So, just repugnant. Absolutely repugnant. Yeah, gotcha. Saying something, considering that you just moved halfway across the world. It's true. It's true. God, my back hurts. Holy shit. It's been in such pain. This, the flights, like, destroyed me for some reason. Fuck, fuck flight. The flights, the flights and the bus back. My, I'm going to the doctor in like five days, though. Thank God. It's gotten bad, dude. It's like I'm actually really worried about my back. It really fucking hurts all the time. Where? Low back or upper? Lower back, yeah. You probably sit too much. I do stretches. Like I've taken, I've I've taken like fucking Percocets. You know, I've taken like the hardest drugs you can take to deal with pain, and it does nothing. It does absolutely nothing. I've taken horse, uh, horse muscle relaxant, and it doesn't fix anything. That's not good. Yeah, it's really bad, actually. Um, anyway, <laughs> we can begin. All right, you're going to have to get the questions. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so welcome to Alchemy Answers episode 24. That's right, 24 freaking episodes of this show where you guys look at our faces and listen to us talk about Dota or life or sometimes random other things, because, you know, that's sort of what the show devolves into at times. But that's why you watch, because both of us are, uh, I guess, interesting to listen to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> it's going a little far. Not I'm going to sure. be honest with you. Anyway. Uh, okay. Like, so we have some good questions from our patrons, and then we'll take some from chat at the end. We do, we do. We have uh, RFX. Question, is pulling a great idea if your carry is ranged and weak like a drow? Is it better to just not pull? Also, just want to add that I've subbed to your Patreon as your content is really helpful. I've improved a lot from it. Hey, thank you. Um, that's not actually from RFX. It's from somebody else. Yeah, that's from a A5, A5M. Um, so question, is pulling a great idea if your carry is weak and ranged like a drow? That depends on how much regen they have and like what the state is in the lane for you. I think uh, drow is an example where she is not good at killing people or applying any pressure whatsoever. So in general, pulling in that scenario is going to be probably pretty good um, because you just want to kind of farm in the lane and then you have a power spike later on into the game. Uh, so so pull, pulling is fine. I would say that like you wouldn't want to pull like if you can actually sit there and kill them or apply pressure in the lane, but Drow's not a hero that does that. So I think, yeah, you can do that, but so long as she has enough regen. If she's sitting there farming, and the reason that you do that be, uh, with the Drow is because 
you'll just get more from pulling. You'll farm, she'll still farm, she'll use her regen to farm. But if she doesn't have regen, then her farm is priority. So you just let her you just let her farm, you don't pull and get and unfortunately you're sacrificing your own farm as a support, but that's fine. Uh, and then if you have a, uh, a like you also wouldn't want to do that if you have a you know like a jug or something like that because if the lane is just uh, towards your your base like or towards your your tower you can just sit there and deny and deny and deny and if the enemies come up you just kill them so yeah it just about, it really depends on the regen and like what you want to do in the lane whether you want to push or pull it yeah I think there's a couple other considerations also like if they have very strong diving heroes let's say it's like an undying doom lane or something like that and you have a drow then pulling is not good because you're just going to get completely obliterated. Like, they're just going to run under your tower and kill you over and over. Um, and I think in that scenario, I guess I should I should clarify. In that scenario, you don't want to pull the lane, like, when it's close to the tower just to get farm. You might want to do what Jenkins made a video about, like, a month ago, which is where you, you pull, um, you single pull, and then you just, like, double wave them so that they have to tank two waves of creeps if they want to actually dive you under tower and harass you. So... Yeah, I think that that's. I mean, again, I guess you're still pulling, but like, if it's an if it's a scenario where the lane is pretty close to the tower, um, and pulling it would put it under tower, then you probably don't want to do that against a dive heavy lane. But other than that, you could probably single pull and push the wave into them so they can't dive you. I think in general these days, pulling is almost always acceptable. Uh, for for just just because like the farm in the jungle, you get a lot more. If you have a kill lane, you can force them to uh, be right in front of your tower or contest a pull where you can kill them. Like, there's a lot of things that you can do by pulling that isn't just getting the experience in the jungle. It accomplishes a lot. You can push the lane, you can pull the lane back. Like, in general, 90% of the time, the choice for a support is to actually just go and pull. <laughs> um, that's why something like Pudge kind of works, even though he's complete ass at harassing and lane. Like... You can just pull yeah. until you have level three, and then you can actually do stuff. Right, exactly. Like, there's a lot of like off meta. Well, like in, in in the old days, like you wouldn't run like a brew support, beastmaster support, or something like that. But we've we've seen a lot of that uh, because you can just do this the regular supporting things, which is just pulling and bullying somebody out of lane. Like, there's not much else uh, to to find supporting other than that. Not that that's easy to do by any means, but that's that's basically it. Just doing that in like different ways. My Dota's like glitching and I can't close it right now, so I need to control delete. All right, let me find another question because we've hammered that one into the into the ground. Yeah, your camera's also cutting out and then you're turning blue and then coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. I got a new setup here. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, okay, so it's Greek Pete says, "Do we throw questions here?" Yes. All right, so we answered one of your questions, Greek Pete. So I'm not going to answer the uh, the next one that you asked. I'm just kidding. Uh, so it's Greek Peak says, when you're losing a lane as a uh, safe lane carry, when do you ditch the lane in favor of hitting neutrals? Likewise, if you're in a winning lane but can't take the tower, do you just stay in the lane? Until eventually you do, since lane creeps give more XP and gold than jungle creeps. I actually, I'm not sure what the calculations are, but I'm pretty sure lane creeps don't give you that much more XP than uh, and gold than jungle creeps, because jungle creeps have been buffed, and lane creeps have been like relatively nerfed. And that's why I, I think in general, if you, um, this this is very similar to like the pulling thing, where if you're winning or losing, it's probably good to do for some reason. And I think jungling as a carry is probably good to do for some reason. 
so for example, if you're w winning a lane heavily and you can't get the tower, what you can do is you can push out the lane and then you can go jungle, push out the lane and then go jungle. And then that way you're getting double the amount of farm. Uh, alternatively, you can give a support the lane and then you can go jungle, especially if you can jungle very quickly uh, and get between the camps really quickly. So that, that way, like a support is getting the farm in the lane and then you're getting the farm in the jungle. So you're, you're getting, once again, double the amount of farm. Um, and then also, like if you're losing a lane, I'm not sure what the last example I just used was winning or losing, but if you're losing or winning a lane, you can honestly go jungle and a support can take the lane. Uh, if you're winning the lane, you'd love to leave a support there that can pressure. If you're losing the lane, you you can just leave any support there. Uh, that that's that's really all that matters. But yeah, in terms of uh, jungling, uh, basically you just want to do it when it's going to result in the more farm than you're currently getting, um, and not take off any pressure from the enemy team. That's the ideal situation. Situation like. And that's why when you're losing a lane and you have a support take the lane, if you're losing that lane, you're applying no pressure. So you jungling is almost always a good idea because in general, if you're losing the lane, you being there doesn't differ from a support being there. Yep. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that you see is people just like trying to out lane an impossible lane as a carry. They're just like, yeah. like they're a Slark and they're against like some, like, I don't know, a Badden Tusk or like Doom Tusk or something like that or an Ursa. And they're just like, they think that they can somehow out-trade or outplay the lane, but it's just not possible because it's just so difficult. And that's why, I mean, it's hard with a hero like a Slark because you don't really want to jungle until you're, like, level 6, but sometimes you just kind of have to buy some extra tangos and a Quelling Blade and just, like, farm the small camps, farm the medium camps until you're high enough level to actually kill hard camps and stuff like that. And then, like Jenkins was saying... In that scenario, if you're having a hard time even approaching the creep wave and you can get, you know, even three quarters of a creep wave in the jungle for every wave that you'd be getting denied in the lane, then that's more than worth it. And your support's yeah. just getting levels for free. Like, you normally wouldn't be getting levels, but he's getting solo experience there, so. Yep. It's just like a calculation of all the heroes on your team and their team and, like, what can you, where can you arrange the lanes such that you're just getting more from them? And I know that's obviously a very, a very, very generalized uh, statement, but I think uh, Dota in the last couple of years has become a, a lot more about that rather than like picking specific heroes and combos. It's just kind of like you, like laning combos, I should say. You kind of just like pick whatever's good for the game and you just lane wherever. You literally just lane somebody. People run like Enigma mid. You just run whatever heroes and whatever lane and send somebody to jungle. Like we saw in uh, Team Liquid versus. I don't remember who they were playing, but it was the, the, the ESL finals. They they ran Viper mid, and then had, they had a Chen take mid, and Viper went uh, at level 3, went to the jungle. At level 3, he was winning the lane, and he went to the jungle. Like, that is insane. You know, he could just yeah. sit there and apply pressure, but that's the thing, is he could just farm so quickly that they just they just deduced, mathematically, this is just going to give us the most farm. We'll make stacks for him, Chen will get farm mid, and then this Viper will just get huge, and he did, and they were right. So it's like it doesn't matter as uh, where you're laning, if you're a support, if you're a core, you can go jungle, you can go tri lane at a certain point. Like there's no roaming in this meta. Uh, well, there's no like strict roaming games in this meta. It's always like roam, then tri lane, then dual lane, then roam, or tri lane, then roam. Like it's gotten very complicated in terms of where you put people in the lane, but it's gotten also kind of uh, less complicated just because you don't have to think about heroes as much. It's more so like. Oh, just where's the best place for me right now? That's it. Like, you don't really need to think about uh, 
oh, well, who do I need? Who do I need to combo with, and, or anything like that? Or oh, I'm a support, so I have to go be doing this pulling. It's like, no, I'm just gonna go wherever's good. It's like as simple as that. So it's like over. It's simplified and like complicated at the same time, kind of. Yeah, I think it's overly complicated for pubs because everybody's very stuck in the role meta. That's true. That's and true. So it's like it's like actually pretty fucked to play pubs right now, just because what you see in the professional scene is completely not reflected in the in the pub scene and it's gonna right, be a right. very slow process for people to kind of realize that like oh even though i'm technically the carry like in this game i need to be playing as an offlaner and my support needs to be getting the farm or something like people that, will know? not do that yeah, people exactly will not, yeah. I've, I've definitely tried that where i have a game where it's like all right dude we have a bat rider and there's a slark on the enemy team and then in the other lane there's a timber saw and on our team we have like i don't know a centaur or something so it's like all right let's lane the bat rider versus the timber saw and then the centaur into like the other lane where like both lanes will win and you just try to tell that guy like all right dude let's swap these lanes we'll both get more farm we will win three lanes out of three and they do not fucking do it. Yep. They will not do it because it's like, no, I'm the carry. I go to the safe lane. It's like, dude, you're laning against a timber saw. I don't know if you'd like that. I yeah. would destroy a timber saw. You would destroy whatever hero I said that I don't remember. Uh, it's just like, it depends on the game. It really yeah. just, it does depend on the game. But That's in general, the craziest shit, man. You're literally just like, people will actively make the game like infinitely harder for themselves just because it doesn't fit with their like archetype of how dota is supposed to be played i hate that man i hate that it's so <laughs> frustrating it's so frustrating getting in those games because it's like all right dude i'll just lose we'll just lose both lanes and i'll let it happen because i don't want to argue with you but i'm not I, i'm it's not i'm not happy doing this yeah it's not fun it's not fun when you could win three lanes and you just lose three lanes because yeah. well two lanes yeah, you, uh, because you, somebody refused to go. It's like you're taking your win percentage from an 80% win percentage to like a 15% win percentage. And like you're actively choosing to play with a 15% chance to win, even though you could technically win the game 80% of the time. And you're just like, right. God, do I really want to put myself through this for the next 50 minutes, trying as hard as possible to win that 15% of the time? <laughs> you know, that's Dota. I just, dude, I just have a good time in those games i just laugh and fuck around have a good time that's what i try to do pick pudge that's a great hero for that it's like all right dude you don't want to swap lanes i'm just going pudge i'm just going to throw miss hooks all game that's the play here for sure okay so we got uh Hockey aka kuroki uh asking what times is it beneficial to single pull to send double waves in the first 10 minutes um Definitely when there's a siege wave coming and you are the lane that's winning, you can send a double wave to push the uh, to push the wave. If you want to just dive them at any point, if you have like, I don't know, let's say Crystal Maiden Juggernaut and you have a two level advantage on them or even a one level advantage and you know you can dive, you can just single pull and then use that to, to kill them to be aggressive. Like anytime you want to be aggressive, you can single pull and send the wave into them. Anytime you want to be defensive, that's when you want to... Uh, pull through or you want to uh, stack the camp and then pull generally. Yeah, Urs is a great hero to double wave with and to be honest, Mars is going to be a really good hero to double wave with. You could probably even do it in the off lane where you like you side pull but then you just kill the camp um, or yeah. tank, tank the camp for the most part and like keep your creeps alive and then you can double wave the safe lane that way and dive them but you can also yep. do it in the safe lane. 
uh, in like the most general uh, situation to double wave in the past, like since Dota's been around, is is basically to push. Like if you want to push the tower, that's when you want to just single wave or single pull and then and then double wave because it just makes it the tower just melts. Yeah. Um, or if you're if you're in a very uh, difficult situation where you're getting no farm, then you can just single like if 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 they're applying a lot of pressure to you, you can take that pressure off by single pulling and then sending a double wave into them because nobody's going to kill you when there's a double wave on you it's 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 too hard to fight into a double wave in the, in the early levels although we kind of touched on that in the first question so maybe we can just go to the next one okay so question turtle 88 says as a mid laner i usually find it hard to identify when to how and when to pressure a tower when i'm winning my lane like whether i should dive the enemy if they try to pull the creeps off the tower and I also guess getting ganked is an issue. Not sure when it's more worth it to push in jungle. Static denier to try to chip tower, considering siege waves and stuff. Also, mainly, uh, if you can release the playing as SF, do you have any advice on that? Okay, so I would say generally in this meta, and especially as SF, you honestly want to just push the wave and let the creeps do the tower pushing. Like, in general, the notion of pushing has been boiled down in the past couple of... Uh, probably the last like one to two years it's been boiled down to the creeps are doing like the, you push a tower to put the creeps on their tower and it's not necessarily to get the tower if you're not like with your team if, if you so if you see the enemies on the map and you know they're not ganking you you can push but if you don't see the enemy and you can chip the tower but if you don't see the enemies then you should just go jungle and let the creeps do the do the work for you because if the creeps are in the tower they're already doing the job they're already pushing it forces somebody back if you're there, it'll force somebody there. Either way, you're forcing somebody there. It's just if you go jungle, you're not going to die when they come, and you're going to get more farm. So in general, I would say like you almost always want to push and then jungle, push and then jungle, unless you see that the person that's laning against you, maybe plus their supports, are showing somewhere and there's nobody that can kill you. But in general, you should value your own life and your own farm over chipping the tower because if you gain an advantage and they're just leaving the lane, at a, at a certain point, your team can come in, you can take the tower much easier like it's very rare to see a tower solo die mid these days it's almost always with like a rotation from supports or something like that at the five minute mark also that's a good time to push like if you want to you know chip the tower with the siege creep that's different that that's all, almost always a good time to push you can make, even if you die you can make a lot of space on that timing so that's a good timing but other than that i would say just go jungle yeah um i'd say that the only other thing to add to that would be if you're a hero that's really good at hitting towers, then chipping towers is a lot more acceptable, like a Pugna, Clinks, Dragonite, yeah. something like that, where True. your whole purpose is really to chip the tower, and you don't really have to risk a whole lot to do it because you do it so quickly and so easily. Yeah, it's like super, super non-committal. And if they do, if they do try to kill you, then it's like just such a hard time for them that they'd have to commit a lot. But to kill an SF, not only is it worth it, it's really easy. So yeah. it's not. It's not some hero you you would want to push with, I would say. Yeah, they just roll in with an Earth Spirit, and then you're just dead, like basically oh 100% yeah, of the time. That's all it really takes. It's just one person, one extra person being there. That's why if you don't see everybody, you should be like super careful about it. Yep. Uh, our effects. Oh, okay. Um, Justin Ash says, "I'm a position five player. Uh, laning can get hard where the enemy team can harass me and my carry." pretty hard and i can't pull because i'm always getting contest 
I don't want to roam because it will cause my carry to get picked off by the enemy team. What should I do in this scenario? And gotta say thanks to Donnie with that Bane replay review. Been spamming that guy and have been in a Bane winning streak. Dude, that hero's broken. Bane is nuts right now. I'm positive Bane is nuts. Okay, so you're basically saying laning, laning is hard. You don't feel like you can pull because they're contesting. You don't want to roam. Uh, so you're basically saying you feel like your only option is to just sit and do nothing and just sit on the wave. Uh, which I disagree with to some degree. Uh, just because I think like the distance that they need to go to get to the pole and the distance that you need to go to get to the pole as a position five makes it in the impact that a position four should have generally makes it not worth worth it for them to constantly just chase you around. Like if you're if you're getting chased around trying to pull, then keep doing that. Keep trying to pull because that means it's a one v one for your carry. And if you're getting destroyed in a two v two, it's different when your carry is one v one in the off lane or your carry can actually get farm and not have kill threat be there so i would say keep trying to pull when they're contesting you keep doing it laugh at their faces for wasting their time on a position five whose only job it is is to ensure that your carry is not dying because your carry will not die if you are pulling and they're chasing around especially if they have multiple heroes even if you have to die doing it go for it that's fine you just always want to be doing Something just standing there in the lane is is almost never good unless you're the one that's pressuring them. Like standing in the lane and having them win the lane anyway is is the worst thing that can happen in Dota, for the yeah, most part. I agree. I mean, even if you're something like a warlock, I was gonna say like if you're a warlock and you just max your shadow ward and sustain your carry, who's gonna win the late game? It's okay to be there, but at the same time, even then, you should just be putting your shadow ward on or whatever your heal is if you're something else on your carry. And then like Jenkins said, like if you can just occupy their time even if you can take like half the right clicks that would normally go to your carry like you're eating you're giving your carry like twice as much effective hp just by doing that and you have to kind of think of things in a long term like a long con style where if i can just eat harass from my carry and use my regen to sustain him by it being directed at me until he hits his power spike at level six or at level five or level seven or whatever it is then you've done your job yeah and even if he dies a couple of times in lane like if you are actively doing your job that's the best that you can do as a support yep as any player to be honest if you're doing your job after that point there's like no blame that's on you so you don't need to feel any stress uh, you're just you're doing you're doing the best you can do with the cards that you're dealt and if you're if you're given shitty cards, you're given shitty cards. There's no sense like complaining about it. That's just stoicism again, every goddamn time. Um, okay, uh, A5M says, "Question: Does that mean jungling is sort of back now, seeing as roaming is also back?" Yes, absolutely. Jungling is definitely back uh, to some degree. It's different from the jungling before. Like people are running enigma where they will deny creeps in a lane and then they'll go jungle they'll run enchantress where they will like pseudo jungle and then go roam but it's always like a half jungling half uh half laning uh, sort of play style it's like and a then roamer also, jungler basically yeah roamer jungler then there's uh there's also situations where like carries will go jungle mid mids will go jungle but it's always when a support will take a lane and it's for a purpose it's not just like somebody literally sits in the jungle for 10 minutes and then comes out, you know, that that doesn't really happen. 
Um, and another thing that's really important to note is it's not, they're not making the decision to jungle at the beginning of the game unless it looks like they won't just lose the game by doing that. You know, like the the classic example is the Legion Commander Jungle, who you're like, hey, we need a we need a support. Can you pick a support? And the person last picked Legion Commander Jungle. They buy Quelling Blade Stout Shield and like two tangos, and then they just go sit in the jungle for 15 minutes. Like that automatically loses you the game most of the time because they're just like you don't have a hero, basically. You're playing 4v5. And that's the important thing is that you can go to the jungle, but it's with the intention of not being a 4v5. So you still have a TP in your inventory. You're looking around the map. You're looking for opportunities to reinforce a lane. And you're not just like going to jungle and abandoning one of your lanes to lose if you could be there and win the lane with your presence. That's the biggest yeah. thing is like if you could be in a lane and win that lane with your presence and you go you to should, jungle. You should be there. You're making a huge mistake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like a. It goes back to like the you just want to run a calculation on like what's going to give your team the most effective farm at that point in the game, and if it's jungling, then you go jungle. Uh, but most of the time, the it's a better choice for most heroes, unless it's a niche jungling hero like Enigma or Enchantress, to just lane somewhere. Most of the time, laning and killing people is is going to be better. Uh, okay. Yeah, I could imagine like maybe a scenario where you have, I know it's not meta, but let's say like a broodmother off lane, and you have like a huskar mid or something like that, and then your safe lane just has a regular support. Then I can see jungling being sort of like okay because you have two heroes who absolutely should not lose their lanes, and then one normal lane, um, and then you could like you know just be another core essentially by getting farm. Yep. And you don't want to be in the Huskar or the Broods lane because if you are there, you're probably hurting their game. Yeah, exactly. It's like going to get you more Yeah. Uh, overall. Uh, okay, so I have the... Huckillionaire says, I have the same question as Justin Ash, but against a tri-lane. We have no way to harass or pull camp since there are three stopping pulls and harassing uh, both put of the lane. What is the best thing to do? Just leave both and go to another lane or go stat camps for carry in jungle. Um, Tell your carry to TP to the offlane and your offlaner to TP to the tri lane. That's a good play. Yeah, that that'll work. Or Hell, man, if even you're playing your mid, with a, maybe. Yeah. Or if you're playing with a stack, you could and you have you know a, a a good idea of how you want the game to go. Let's say you have a void carry, uh, and you're getting tri lane and you can't get any farm and you can't pull and you can't do anything. You could just tell your void player, hey, guess what? You're playing offlane void this game, even though you're supposed to be our carry player. We're gonna go help our offlaner and mid win their lanes. Yeah, you can leave. Uh, you can just leave two supports there or one support there. Have your uh, carry go jungle. That's possible. But like in general, if you're just not winning a lane, you'll watch in competitive. There will be situations where the the only situation in which people will stay in a losing lane unless they just lose the game like five minutes later is when they're waiting for a specific power spike before rotating lanes. So for example, let's say you've like a puck mid at a certain point, puck can go to that tri lane and just obliterate the lane and then sit there afterwards. And then it breaks the whole game when you have uh, the carry going mid and getting farm or like a support and then carry going jungle. It breaks the whole game. If you can hit that power spike really hard. So if you have an idea of like, all right, we'll just sit here and we'll kind of lose this lane or carry will try to farm 
We'll try not to die. We'll try to do a little bit of harassing. And then you're doing that for the purpose of like keeping that tri-lane up there, that enemy tri-lane there for when like your Puck or your Queen of Pain gets some levels. That is a good play. Uh, you can definitely do that. But in general, you don't want to just you don't want to just lose the lane. You'd be better off just having your safe laner play as an offlaner, go stack camps, go roam as two supports, force like you can roam to the mid lane, for example, with the smoke, force the supports to go mid while your carry just sits in the tower. And then when the supports leave top, then your carry gets farmed. So it's 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 like force the, the enemy team around uh around the map so that they're not just sitting up there beating you. Like what we would say on Leviathan was like, okay, this game sucks. We need to throw in some chaos. And we would just go do something stupid. We'd just go fight them behind their tier two uh for some fucking odd completely no reason. We would just go do it. And then it would break the game. They would not have their strategy just unfolding. We would not be playing into their hand. And uh, it, it would always go a lot better. Like, worst case scenario, if things aren't going well for you, throw some fucking chaos into the mix and see what happens. It will almost always be better. Yeah. And also, um, speaking of the lane swap thing, it's a little bit dangerous sometimes to do that because sometimes you'll have, let's say, like an Ursa offlane who's just crushing their safe lane. And then you have a mid, like a Puck, who's also winning their mid lane. And then you have this losing lane that's being tri-laned against. And you're like, well, okay, we need to get our carry some farm. But if you were to switch your tri-lane to their safe lane, then there might be a pretty good chance that your carry can't actually lane against their carry because their carry has been getting solo experience. And then if you bring like the Ursa who's been obliterating their carry to the tri-lane, suddenly they could actually go down because there's a bunch of other heroes who can, you know, kite and harass and stun the Ursa. And then your carry just goes and gives their carry free farm because there's a much weaker hero in the lane now. So you have to just be a little careful about when you do that. And I think that what Jenkins was saying about having the power spike of one of your other heroes being the catalyst for making the move is a lot better because if you can have the puck come to the tri-lane, kill everybody, and then your carry goes to the mid lane and gets farm after the puck has already cleared out the tri-lane, um, that's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. And in any case, like, you just need to have a plan for when things are going to change. If you don't, then you just need to be just chaotic. Just do anything else. Like, if, if you're playing into the enemy team's game, then you're probably going to lose Dota. That just, that just happens to be how it is. I don't know. Some philosophical reason, it's like having a tempo in chess. If you're playing... If you're playing to the enemy team's tempo and doing what they want to do, you're just going to lose more than you win. Yeah. Okay. Arfex, I swear to God, if you ask me about Kegels one more time, it's always Kegels with this guy, man. Oh, you're depressed? Have you tried Kegels? Oh, you have trouble uh, with ejaculation? Have you tried Kegels? Oh, you, you have back issues? Have you tried Kegels? Everything is Kegels to this guy. Anyway, uh, question. How to play the map when you pick a high-priority hero, position one, like Anti-Mage, and then you have three enemy cores counter you, where at some point, all three of them have solo kill potential on you, and your team doesn't four-man so they can occupy all three lanes with one of those heroes? Um, Sounds pretty rough. <laughs> that's, a, that's a complicated question. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do in that scenario? Uh, probably mute your entire team and just farm jungle. <laughs> yeah, literally. That is, that is probably the way to go. Is you, you basically, 
you mute your whole team, you buy yourself like two wards and two sentries, and then you go and you like stake out a little claim in a corner of the jungle and you sit there until you're strong enough to fight. Otherwise, you just don't do anything. Like you never show up to fights. You never show on the lanes unless you absolutely have to. And you pretty much just like do your best to not feed <laughs> and provide yourself with vision to like be able to do that. Cut waves, man. I don't know. Cut yeah. waves. Just be be chaos incarnate. Just go behind their towers, force them into their own base by just running in there if you have to. Like I guarantee you in pubs, people will follow you into their own base, even though it is terrible. It is terrible to chase some guy around who's just cutting waves and stuff. Even if you kill them, it's not good because, like you said, what do you do if there are three people occupying three lanes, your team's not doing anything about it? You get them all to chase you like morons. That's what you do because they will, and then they won't be occupying those three lanes because they'll be so obsessed with you. It's like it's like dangling a carrot on a stick. They will go for it. People in Dota are legitimately like obsessed with kills. Yeah, They will absolutely go for it. They think they're playing Apex Legends, which is what I'm probably going to do tonight. <laughs> I hear that game's pretty good. It's so fun. I can't get addicted to it, man. It's like auto chess. Except it's actually fun. <laughs> what do you mean? What's wrong with you, man? Well, I mean, haven't you heard? Everybody's playing auto chess now. Auto chess supposed to be the best game ever? It is, dude. Hearthstone players are playing auto chess. Because I heard that Artifact was better than auto chess, but I guess I'm probably really? the only person that has that opinion. Oh my god. Do people play that still? Artifact? Yeah, I cast yeah. it on Sunday. I, I hope they release an update for it soon, man. Yeah. We gotta do something soon. I don't know, that's a weird situation happening over there with Artifact. I guess it's totally irrelevant, so we, we won't go into it, but we're out of questions on okay. uh our discord so we could start see, taking some questions from chat if you yeah want. Let's, let's do like a speed round from chat let's try and keep these episodes to like half an hour or so i feel like we've been going like an hour with these recently and they That's used true, to be like yeah. 25 minutes to half an hour so yeah they definitely did let's uh let's just do like a speed round or something like that and then we'll uh we'll call it okay let's do it um let me open up the chat Okay, so first one from Mr. Brightside. I'm learning to play Meepo and Brood. I was wondering if there are any goals you would recommend for practicing on micro-intensive or very easily countered heroes that you can't just spam and all pick. Dude, just spam them and all pick. Like, play unranked and spam them and all pick. Or play them in ranked and just accept you're going to lose MMR. Like, if you what? learn to play against counters, you're going to be way better at the hero than if you just last pick it every time. What I, what I did uh, when I was playing pro and I was trying to learn stuff like that is I would go into... Uh... Uh, practice mode, I would go into like a uh, create a lobby, create like an actual Dota match, and I would just kill creep camps by like blinking between them and casting combos and stuff like that. Like Just try to try to clear all the creeps in the map in like a minute, with WTF mode on maybe, and just, yeah, try to try to blink across and kill everything, and just, just keep doing it. Just make like a little mini game for yourself, and you can practice a lot of your micro that way. Uh, that goes also for just like any little mechanical intricacies like Sand King, uh, Epi, Burrow combo. You can do that as well, and it'll just get the muscle memory down if that's what you're worried about. But in terms of how to play against counters and stuff like that, yeah, you're gonna have to pub it. Um, how do I become BS best friends with BSJ? Play auto chess, I guess. Uh, give him money. Pay him money for coaching. <laughs> that might also work. How do I know what role is best for me? We've actually made a couple of videos on this, um, but 
I don't know. It's kind of a, a complicated we should actually, question. We, we should actually make a video on like personality types for each role. We should Probably. legit do that. Yeah, that's actually that's actually a legit video. What does your personality say about your role in Dota or something like that? Dude, that's good shit. Yeah, we might have to make well, that pretty soon. We should do that. Yeah, that's but good. But to stuff. be honest, like, just pay attention to what you like doing in games. Do you like fighting? Do you like farming? Do you like tempo controlling? Do you like helping your team play better? That is, you know, a very basic outline for the different roles. Yep. Best offliners for solo queue in three K MMR. Mars. <laughs> uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Ursa, yep. Pub stomping heroes, basically. Mars, Ursa, Lycan. Yeah, that's about all. You, all you need to know. You're good. <laughs> yep. How do I encourage more communication with my team? Um, keep your communication very centered on the game and to the point. Like, let's let's smoke here. I have a smoke, or I have black hole in ten seconds. Can we smoke up and take a fight? Or I'm defending this tower. Can we get two more people here? And like that's all you should do. Basically. I need to take that advice. <laughs> that's <all> right. <laughs> people don't people don't like when you're too wordy. Yeah, and, and when you're trying to like micromanage too thing too many things. Even if you're right about all of them, but if you're like, hey, you should go this item, and you need to be here, and I need a clarity, and blah 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 and blah. Like if you if you try to do three or four things at the same time, it's never like gonna that. work. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, Unfor unfortunately. As much as you'd like to have control in games, you can't have that level of control. So it's mo it's important to keep it concise. Uh, okay, hi Jenkins and Elevate. I have a question for you. Let's say I'm running a gank heavy lineup with decent lead five to ten k. We've taken all the tier one, tier two towers, but it's hard to fight Roche. This is so specific because they have a stronger team fight. How do you win these games without throwing and try to go high ground? Uh, choke them out. Just like put wards up around their base and kill them if they come out. And then when they do come out, kill them. And then you take high ground. So many people try to go high ground and then they just die. And then the enemy team wins. And it's like. You don't just have to go. You don't just have to go high ground. Like if you're if you're winning, the enemy team's not farming as much as you. You'll just win even more. And then eventually they're gonna get bored and die. Yeah, uh, actually, I want to expand on that question because this is something that I've seen a lot in my own games, and I think it's just a problem in pubs in general because people get antsy to win the pub and get on the next one, where it's yeah. like. Um, let's say you have. Let's say you have Aegis. This is this is the biggest thing. Let's say you have Aegis, but to get Aegis you lost a hero. So you only have four heroes that are now pushing high ground. And maybe one of those heroes is actually at shrine healing or split pushing another lane because it was really close to your base. So you actually only have three heroes going high ground, but you have Aegis. And you get to their high ground and then all of their heroes buy back. So now it's a five on three, but you have Aegis and they use their buybacks. Should you go for that fight? Absolutely fucking not. You should basically never take that fight, in my opinion, because you're taking a three on five fight into their base. Like those numbers are bad. Those are not good numbers. <laughs> those, those are, are definitely those are not really solid. bad numbers. And yeah. if you actually think about the situation, all you have to do is now wait for what? Probably like 45 seconds. Your dead hero respawns. Your hero that's split pushing is now with your team. Suddenly you have a five on five fight with Aegis and you have buybacks and they don't. That sounds a lot better to me. That sounds a lot better. So exercise patience and actually pick the spot and like utilize your advantage if you have ages but somebody is dead just wait for them to respawn until you can push with an actual six heroes instead of like hoping to push with you know quote unquote five but it's actually four heroes well where one of them is going to respawn yeah waiting on the next roche is like always an option because yeah. there's always a roche it never stops spawning yeah 
just gets better and better too. You get a refresher about a server. Um, okay. Any more questions we should take? Actually, this is really interesting. Fuzzy Nice says, uh-oh, Jenkins is frozen. <laughs> That's a good pose to freeze it. Somebody screenshot that and tweet it to him. Oh my god. That is beautiful. Ooh. That's what? That was a good frozen face you have. Oh, did my internet like cut out or something? Like a perf perfect face for you to freeze on. Oh, my stream stopped too. Oh, that was a good one. That's not good stuff. That's not good stuff at all. I've seen good stuff, and that's not it. Okay. Why can I hear you, but Dota's not good for me, and stream's not working? It doesn't matter. I don't know. Okay, so there's two more questions that I want to answer. One, when should I know to just give up on a hero? I've been trying to get better with safely and carry, but 13 games into grinding, I'm very bored and often do poorly. Am I just not meant for this role? Maybe not. Try another one. Yeah, dude. If you're getting bored, just do something that's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in Dota. Have you tried roaming? You just I'm telling you, you don't have to lane anywhere, no obligations anywhere. It's you don't like even have to hit creeps, you can just run around killing people. It's like uh you could be like a forty year old dude in like his midlife crisis when he's like single and or just divorced or something and just goes and does whatever the fuck he wants, goes to Hawaii, gets drunk. Fucks like five strippers, like whatever you like. As a roamer, you have no obligations whatsoever, and uh, you can you can have fun with that. You know, you can jungle, you can roam at a lane, you can just fuck with one guy. There's so many things that you can do. Uh, the the options are limitless. Or as a carry, it's like yeah, you have this obligation to hit creeps. It's like you know, paying alimony. It's just awful. Uh, I don't know why I'm talking about all this divorce stuff all of a sudden. <laughs> anyway, yeah, try another role. I would say. All right, and the final question of this week's Alchemy Answers is, I've got 6,500 hours of Dota, stuck at 3,000 MMR. Should I stop playing Dota? What's the MMR? 3,500? 3,000. No, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's too unreasonable. Like, that's about average. Um, I mean, here's the question. Like, do you enjoy playing the game? Yeah. You know, like... Who who actually cares what your MMR is if you're just playing the game and you're having fun? Unless you have some ulterior motive, or you're like me, who has self-esteem issues tied to my MMR, like <laughs> <laughs> then you shouldn't really care what you're. At least you don't have. At least you don't have honesty issues. You're honest about it. <laughs> you know, like so am I, dude. The thing is, like, if six thousand five hundred hours of MMR or, or <laughs> six thousand hours of Dota. <laughs> <laughs> it's is, like big number must be mmr yeah if 6500 hours is still fun for you playing at that level then continue to go play yeah sure go for it if you're if you're actively looking to like practice and improve and you've spent 6500 hours like practicing and you're staying at 3000 mmr that's different but if you're just kind of playing for fun and just doing it like for instance uh, you know, I play Smash Brothers for fun, and I'm sure over the past two weeks I have not gotten any better at it. But it's because I'm like not trying to get better. I'm just trying to have fun. I'm sure I've gotten a little bit better, but there's a difference between like practicing something and researching and trying to get better and just doing something for fun. You know, it's like you'll there's a plateau. There's a point where you you'll get better when you like learn something. Like it goes up like this, 
and then you'll plateau and then you learn something else and it goes up and then you learn something else and it goes up. But every time the flat line lasts longer and longer and you're just on a pretty long flat line, but it's natural that it happens there. Like you've gotten to the point in Dota, you probably know all the heroes, you probably know like most of the spells and what they do and mechanics. Uh, and if you're not actively looking for what's going to get you to the next plateau, then you're going to naturally flatline. And that's okay, because that's, li- that's how it is for literally everybody. That's how it is for everybody. Yep. So either your option is to just keep playing for fun, quit the game because it's not fun for you, or look specifically and try to practice and see what's making you plateau and flatline. Yeah, I mean, the thing Those is, like, with 6,500 hours, I promise you, there's nobody that's played the game that long that has spent more than 20% of that act- actively trying to get better at the game. Yeah, I agree. So... I, I highly doubt that you've done everything you can to be better than 3,000 MMR. And that's not trying to slight you. I'm just stating a fact. I haven't done it. Jenkins hasn't done it. Miracle probably has even played a few thousand games of just kind of fucking around, you know? Yep, absolutely. I think so. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Alchemy Answers. Sorry I was a little bit late, but, you know, sometimes that happens. Time zone uh, issues. We will put this up on YouTube here shortly, and both this one and episode 23 will be available on podcast in the next day or so as well. So thanks for your questions. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. You guys make this show possible, and we will see you next week or later this week for replay review. Peace.